The United Soccer Coaches is proud to present the United Soccer Coaches podcast, presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer broadcaster Dean Linke. That's right, the NSCAA is now the United Soccer Coaches. We aren't changing who we are, just what you call us. Start your free, no-risk trial membership today. Go to unitedsoccercoaches.org slash join today. We unite coaches at every level of the game around the passion of the game. Now, here's our host, Dean Linke. Happy holidays to each and every one of you, all of the great members of the United Soccer Coaches, your family and friends. I am Dean Linky. This is the United Soccer Coaches podcast. And from now through the Wednesday of the 2018 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Philadelphia, that's January 17, we will bring you featured presenters of the 2018 United Soccer Coaches Convention. And we start that today after Jeff Van Dusen, really the man pulling the strings for this amazing event as they're expecting yet another record crowd. He is the United Soccer Coaches Director of Operations and Events. The convention falls under him and he will kick the show off. That'll walk us right up to NASA's John DeWitt. Longtime soccer coach as well, does great work with the Houston Dynamo. He's worked with national teams. You'll love John DeWitt. He's a part of several presentations at the 2018 convention, as is United Soccer Coaches Honor Award winner Janet Rayfield, the head coach at the University of Illinois for their women's soccer team. She's also got several presentations, part of an impressive roundtable of power players, women coaches getting it done. And then you'll meet another member of our 30 under 30 crew. What a show. Let's get it started after this message from our presenting sponsor, Team Snap. Want 15 extra hours each week? Team Snap can help give it to you. Their customers save tons of time every week on communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com. Once again, here's Dean Linky. You know, it's the holiday season, and for those of us in soccer, that also means it's the convention season, right? And along with the holiday music, you're already thinking about uh, middle of January, being in Philadelphia, the biggest soccer show in the world. The United Soccer Coaches Convention will be in Philadelphia yet again. And the man pulling all the strings, folks, I'm telling you, all of them, and he's been pulling them pretty much since the last convention was over the Director of Operations and Events for the United Soccer Coaches. His name is Jeff Van Dusen. Behind the curtain, out front, Jeff, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a great time of year. Yep. Well, we got to start with you because this week and then right through the convention, we'll feature two to three presenters every week on the show, Jeff. So we wanted you to kick this one off to set the table. And then later on, we'll have John DeWitt and Janet Rayfield on this show. But first of all, Jeff, how excited are you about being in Philadelphia? It's always a pretty special venue for this event. You got it, Dean. Uh, Philadelphia, I think we're going back there for the eighth time. Um, we're scheduled to go back another three times uh, in the future. And the thing I love about Philadelphia is the compactness, that campus environment. You have a hard time walking through the hallways without seeing people that you know and stopping and talking the game. And everybody's so close. All 11 hotels that we use, convention center, everything is right there. And uh, that's, what, that's what makes it exciting. 
Well said, and that sets the table for what will be a big week. And, Jeff, you say it better than anybody. There is something for everyone at the convention. You got it. Uh, Education-wise, we've got 13 diplomas, and that's everything from technical development, integrating the goalkeeper into team training, player health and safety, small-sided games, the art of the assistant coach, the mental game, uh, futsal, you name it. We've got it. There's a high school professional development certificate, uh, 13 of them. Uh, I could talk for hours on it, but uh, people can go to the website and check that out. Well, you know education is covered. Then you also know that uh, United Soccer Coaches is hip, right? They got the new name, but they're always up with the times. And guess what? The times are an election for U.S. soccer, and you're creating a platform for every person that's trying to be elected as a president. We thought it was important for the soccer community and coaches to hear from those candidates, and uh, we've asked them to help us get to know them a little bit better, give them a platform to talk about how they can involve coaches and and the profession of coaches. Each candidate will get 60 minutes to talk about whatever they want to. It could be a spotlight on their career so we get to know them, but also a little bit what they're going to focus on, or they can pick an entirely different topic and and as long as it's related to the game, we're, we're cool with that. So that's going to be exciting times. So. The other thing that's great about the convention is you can recognize those people that have gone above and beyond, whether it's wins and losses or other things within the game. The awards part of the United Soccer Coach is pretty important, Jeff. I'll be honest with you. It's one of the things that brings me back to the office every day is we have so many quality people and quality coaches that we celebrate what an amazing year in college soccer. What an amazing year in youth soccer. I, you know, I coach a, a young girls team, and, and just to see the good coaching on the sidelines and, and the quality of play throughout the country, I, I, I'm just astounded. And, and you are absolutely right, Dean. To have people in one place to celebrate the achievements of, of our game, whether it's youth, whether it's professional, whether it's collegiate, whether it's high school, I, I'm just amazed with some of the accomplishments and, and great people we have in the game. And um, that's exciting as well. You say professional Major League Soccer NWSL. They've made the convention that can't miss for their drafts and big meetings as well. NWSL will, will kick things off on, on Thursday with their draft. And the MLS will come in on Friday with their draft. And uh, they just announced that yesterday. We've been working tirelessly with both of those leagues to make this happen and and it's all right there in the convention center some of the you know accomplishments of some of these players have been amazing as well and it's great to see them take to the next step this is certainly a global game and the convention has also been a good opportunity for you and ian barker to reach across the pond or reach down to mexico or south america to bring some of the top coaches from all over the world to participate you got it (laughs) Vincente Del Bosque, Tony Strudwick from Manchester United. You know, I think one of the cool sessions that we're going to have this year is a spotlight on Mark Pulisic. He's a coach, but also he has one of the most successful, well, he's got, his son was player of the year this year for, for our country. And he's obviously doing some great things. And um, he's going to be interviewed by Shellis Heinemann, who obviously has a, a strong pedigree within his family as, as a young, you know, his grandson's playing as well. So they're going to be able to talk about developing players, but also developing young men 
and how it's like to be a parent of those kids. And I, I'm, I'm amazed with uh, that Mark's going to come and, and shed some insight on how that process went. So pretty excited about that as well. All right, and then also your great segue, man, as you think about uh, the different levels of soccer that will be covered. Janet Rayfield, legendary coach at uh, Illinois, among other places, played for Anson Dorrance at North Carolina, the first female honor award inductee with the then-named NSCAA. She's part of several presentations. She'll be on the program, and I think she speaks to the equality, right, and the strong movement toward women in the game of soccer. Absolutely. Janet has done some fantastic things within the game. Not only is she a brilliant coach, she's a brilliant presenter. Every time that I watch Janet present, you you take you you just take tidbits from her presentations. It was important for us to continue to highlight Janet as and there's two ways. One, she's a brilliant presenter, but she's also going to kick things off because we go to Chicago in 2019 and she's going to be right down the road. So the women, uh, we've got some fantastic women presenters as well and panels and, and specific topics, you know, geared towards coaching women. So I, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about, about that lineup as well. Finally, Jeff, as you know, the cognitive part of the game, the mental approach, the psychology, and the physical preparation and performance part of the game, so important at all levels, including with – some of our presenters, and John DeWitt, a brilliant mastermind with NASA, has done so much with you over the years, and now he plays a key role with some special presentations. He'll follow you, Jeff Van and right here on this podcast, what makes what he does so special? You know, he's taken a portion of the game, the psychology, the, the mental side of the game, and turned it into a simple process, and Basically, it's what he's done is highlighted different areas of the game. He's He's been responsible, and we work together on trying to get this diploma, the mental side of the game topic and the presenters in, in, into a nutshell where everybody can go and learn and, and understand and, and take from some of the best. And I know I, I don't want to steal any of his thunder, but he's got some great presenters that he's put forward. And, uh, you know, that part of the game is, you know, some say it's 90%. So, uh, we better we better focus in on that. So John does a wonderful job and um, incredibly smart man. Final thirty seconds. If people have not registered, where should they go? Why should they do it? Sell it for us, Jeff. Hey, again, something for everybody. You're going to learn from each other. You are going to learn from the presenters that we have. We actually have two turf fields in the in the exhibit halls. We've got a futsal floor coming in. We've got the largest exhibit hall ever. Uh, with 380 companies, so the business of soccer is done there. We celebrate the awards and the achievements of coaches and players. We learn from each other. We network. We socialize. It's all right there. All you got to do is is go to unitedsoccercoachesconvention.org and and sign up. Jeff Van Dusen, he is the man. We love when he comes outside from that curtain because, man, he is fun, he is personable, and he works hard. Jeff, thanks for kicking off our show this week. We'll see you in Philadelphia. Thank you so much, Dean. We'll see you. Jeff Van Dusen, excited about the 2018 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Philadelphia and excited about some of our presenters, including John DeWitt from NASA and worked with the Houston Dynamo, does so much for such a long time with the United Soccer Coaches. And he's from Toledo, Ohio, my neck of the woods. Love that about John as well. John DeWitt up next. 
Looking for ways to improve your training sessions? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for over 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential for every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to take your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap, a convention episode. We will have these convention episodes right through the Wednesday of the convention up in Philadelphia. Jeff Van Dusen, United Soccer Coaches Director of Operations and Events, kicking off the show. And boy, did Jeff Van Dusen set up John DeWitt perfectly, a longtime friend of the United Soccer Coaches in so many roles, being involved particularly in a big role for years in the convention, but now bringing his expertise. And let me tell you, folks, this guy is a genius, right? I mean, he is a big-time bigwig with the NASA Johnson Space Center out in Houston, Texas, where he looks at the human performance as required for space flight. Are you kidding me? The man is brilliant. He does a ton of work with the Houston Dynamo and sometimes the Houston Dash. He's worked with national team programs, and he'll share his expertise once again this year at the convention in Philadelphia. His focus now at the convention as a presenter, as you might be able to pick up from his impressive work with NASA out in Houston, will be on physical preparation and performance. I cannot wait to see his sessions, and he joins me now. John, thanks for being with us. Thanks a lot, Dean. Really appreciate it. I've, uh, I look forward to the convention every year. been going since 1995. Let's get right to work because on Thursday, speaking of work, you're going to be busy. On the 18th at 9.30 a.m. down on Quick Goal Field 2, you'll be running a field session called Efficient Incorporation of Performance Training into Field Sessions. Once again, that's Efficient Incorporation of Performance Training into Field Sessions. John, you've got the floor. Break down why people should be there and what you're going to cover. So one thing I want to make sure that, that everyone listening is aware of, I mean, you might be saying, what the heck, you got somebody from NASA on here? I would say that I'm a soccer coach first, and I work at NASA on top of that. So I've been working in the uh, game, the college level and at the pro level for the last uh, 20 years. Most recently, I've, I've been the head performance coach for the Houston Dynamo Academy. I've, done, I've been with the academy since it started back in 07. I've also had time working with the Houston Dash. I've also worked with the uh, Trinidad and Tobago women's national team, working with Randy Waldrum, and then also I've um, recently been working with the Afghanistan women's national team. So I'm, I'm highly involved in the soccer on, from the game side. For me, as a coach, but blending my science background, I want to make sure that whatever we do on the field or what do we do to make our players better, and I'm thinking more from the physical and performance side, uh, we do it in a way that, A, makes sense from a science perspective, but B, also makes sense from a playing perspective. Don't like to overcomplicate things. The bottom line is if we want to create good performance training, it, it basically just has to follow the guidelines of how our physiology will respond to training. So part of my job at Houston Dynamo is to come in every week and work with the players on the field, uh, trying to improve their typically their anaerobic fitness. But we do try and incorporate this into the field session. So rather than just pulling them up on the side and doing just stationary running or something like that, try and come up with ideas of ways that we can take games where they're playing soccer, but at the same time, make sure there's a fitness component. So that's what I want to do in that first session is basically use the players to make some pictures of here's some of the things that I use with the Dynamo Academy, and I've used them with the Dash and with the other teams I've worked with 
and they've been very successful in terms of getting the physiological output that I want, but at the same time making sure that the players are, are playing the game. And what level of coaching should be at this first session? The concept that we'll, we'll pretty much be focusing on are, is going to be high-intensity interval training, so we're going to be looking at uh, high-intensity work followed by some sort of recovery. And typically players ages 14 and above are going to benefit from this training. So coaches of the younger kids, the 14s and below, I don't think it's bad or wrong to try this sort of thing with your kids. It's not, not highly complex. But as far as getting a big bang for your buck, I think that the coaches of players who've hit puberty and on are going to be uh, better equipped for this session. You're just getting going on that Thursday because... 2.30, also on the 18th, and uh, CC201, that's the room there in Philadelphia, you will run a classroom session called Use of Simple Data to Create Optimal Training Prescriptions. Yeah, so, so I've actually done lectures at the convention the past couple of years where I've talked about this topic, and it seems to be something that people are highly interested in. And I get a lot of feedback and emails throughout the year asking questions about how we can continue to incorporate these sort of things. So I, I thought that it made sense to do it again, but, but add some things to it. And the bottom line is, is that sports science and performance in the past few years especially has really gone the direction of collecting data. And you know that the pro teams collect GPS data and they collect heart rate data and they collect accelerometer data and... and they, they do this all with the idea that it's going to improve performance along the way. Well, we don't have to necessarily collect all of that complicated data, nor do we have to have complicated algorithms and computer programs to analyze these things. There's a lot of simple things that we can do on the field, and frankly, these things could be done, and I do them with the pro teams I work with, where you don't need a lot of this equipment. So the idea in this session is going to be talking about what we can do with real basic tools, and by basic tools I'm talking a pencil, a calculator, maybe a spreadsheet, Excel or something like that, stopwatch, a phone with a Bluetooth speaker, and we can get a heck of a lot and do as much or more than some of the top teams in the world are doing with these simple approaches. So I'm going to talk about that and basically give coaches something they can walk out of the classroom and actually start using the next time they start working with their players. Same question, what uh, level of coaches should be at this uh, classroom session? I think it's the same for the the field session, I think the coaches of kids who are play, who are past puberty, so 14, 15, and older, are going to benefit from this the most. Then on Friday, you're going to serve kind of in a moderator role, but drawing out important questions from a big hitter from Man United. That'll be at uh, from 1 to 2 on Friday, CC203AB. Who are you going to be with, John? So I'm really excited to, to be in the session with Tony Strudwick of Manchester United. Um, I think that, you know, Tony's been at the, the convention a few times, well uh, received, been working with the top players in the world literally for most of his career. You know, the whole idea in, in this, this session is basically a question and answer, a Q&A with uh, Tony um, trying to pick out some of the things that's basically taken him to where he is. I've had the, the pleasure of knowing Tony as a friend for about the last five or six years. So I visit him at Man United and we catch up whenever we see him in the convention. So it's it's great to see him all the time. What we're going to do is basically talk to him about what he does, what his background is. Um, as a teaser, I think one of the things I think is going to be really cool is he worked with the first team with, with Sir Alex Ferguson and the club there for a very long time. But more recently, he's moved out of the first team and into the academy. And 
think it's really easy for people to think that academy is a downward step from the from the pro team, and you really want to be with the first team. But in talking with Tony, prep, prepping for the session, truth is, is he sees this as a huge advantage and actually a promotion. And and the reasoning is that he he said that he gets to be able to think more strategically now and not be worried about winning the game this weekend and be more thought in thought about what are we going to put in process to make sure we're developing the right players for the club for years. And so I think this is going to be really cool and really interesting to bring out some of these thoughts that he's saying, maybe some great insight for some of the coaches attending. With that, what kind of coaches should attend this one? I feel like anybody that... Oh, yeah, this is this yeah. is uh, anybody who loves the game. This is somebody, Tony is someone who's who's touched players and had an... And, uh, you know, a role in their abilities at the highest level, but he's also working with youth. So I think anybody can glean great information from him. Finally, John DeWitt, who will feature prominently, as you can tell, at the 2018 convention in Philadelphia, circling back to a very busy Thursday. You'll also sit in on a roundtable that will feature Mike Rabaska, who is with Toronto FC. He was on our program last year leading into the convention. Talk about his role with Toronto FC and why that's also a can't-miss session on Thursday. So I've had the pleasure of knowing Mike for the last 30-something years. We started coaching together as young coaches in Arizona. We've gone our path. He is now, as you said, working on the staff of Toronto FC, the, the new MLS champions. Mike's background is, is a another kind of a, a hybrid where he is a soccer coach and a license and coach at the highest level uh, got a, got his premier diploma but at the same time he his training is as an occupational therapist so he's very interested in how the mind works and not necessarily from a sports psychology perspective but more from an approach of how decisions are made and can we work on making decisions faster and those sort of things so he was hired by Greg Vanny over at Toronto FC a few years ago to come in and work with the academy with the, with the direct focus of looking at their improving their mind and decision making and, and all of the mental processes that go with being a soccer player and I think in the last couple of years they've moved him up to work directly with the first team so I don't know if there's anybody else in, in the country or the world who's actually in a position like he is but also he is uh, very unique in terms of some of the things he's introduced. I think one of the things he'll talk about is uh, is meditation, and I think he's, you know, it's mindfulness is the the buzzword for this. And I believe he's doing this with the first team up at uh, TFC, and also he's introduced it to the academy and TFC too. It's paying dividends. The players like it, and you can see what happened with how they did this year. So I think he's going to have some really unique ideas of some of the things they're doing to basically separate them from the rest of the uh, the competitors in the league. Thursday, 4 to 5.30, CC 204, A and B, breaking down the cognitive issues, maybe even a little bit of meditation, as you said. Uh, finally, John, you know, as you so correctly said, you know, yeah, I work at NASA, but, you know, soccer is your first love, so you've been able to tie it all together. And I think part of that tie is the incredible family with the then-named NSCA and now United Soccer Coaches. For instance, Janet Rayfield's coming up next, first female honor award winner. It's the people as well, right, that makes this convention so special. Oh, that I mean, that's by far the, the main reason why this convention has been so successful. You know, we all have our own unique approaches and, and our own backgrounds, but in the end we have this common thread, which is the game of soccer. And, and I think for me, Dean, the association has been – amazing because not only has it led to opportunities professionally but just the people that i've met um you know 
developing the camaraderie with the folks in the main office, but Jeff and Andrew and those guys and all of the unbelievable coaches who've come through as as presidents, you know, Janet and and those folks and the people who've been involved working the the actual convention for the longest time, Rob Robinson, um, Steve Beal, those folks, Roy Gordon. It's amazing. Uh, I feel like I get to have two holidays. The first is the Christmas holiday where I see my regular family, and the second is the convention holiday when I see my soccer family. That's so well said. John, if people want to learn more about what you're doing in the game of soccer, whether it's with the Dynamo or the Dash or even on a bigger picture, can they follow you? Can they read some of the stuff that you're putting out there? Where can they get more John DeWitt? Sure. Two things. I have a, a small website that I just have some information posted on, and there's some contact info. It's called DeWittMethod.com, D-E-W-I-T-T-M-E-T-H-O-D. Um, I also have a Twitter account, and it's jdewitt, J-D-E-W-I-T-T. Occasionally on that Twitter account, I'll post some of the sessions that we're doing with the Dynamo on a given night and just to share them out. So that's a good place to get some info. The Soccer Coach is all about sharing John DeWitt right in that sharing experience as well. John, pleasure. Love your Toledo connection, but love even more your commitment to the United Soccer Coaches. Great sessions. We'll try to get to all of them. Thanks so much for being with us here on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. Thanks, Dean. Okay, longtime Illinois women's soccer coach and the first female inductee as an NSCAA Honor Award winner, the great Janet Rayfield, coming up next. The NSCAA is now United Soccer Coaches. We help you develop into better coaches so you can develop better players. We aren't changing who we are, just what you call us. Go to unitedsoccercoaches.org slash join today. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. I want to thank Jeff Van Dusen from the United Soccer Coaches and also John DeWitt, a key presenter at the 2018 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Philadelphia. Presenting yet again is the longtime head coach of the Illinois Women's Soccer Program, Janet Rayfield. Ten times she's led Illinois to the NCAA tournament. So we know she's a big-time coach. She's also a big-time person, and she was also the first female ever recognized as an NSCAA Honor Award winner. So fantastic to see her presented with that prestigious award several years ago. Keep in mind that her commitment to the United Soccer Coaches and then named NSCA goes way back, a former president of the organization. And Besides coaching at Illinois, she coached at Arkansas. She was also a big-time player, right? She played at North Carolina, a four-year captain, leading the Tar Heels to their first-ever national championship as they would go on to win 20-plus. And Janet Rayfield got North Carolina started. And with that introduction, it's my great honor, in fact, speaking of Honor Award winners, to introduce Janet Rayfield. Janet, thanks so much for being on the United Soccer Coaches Convention edition of our podcast. Appreciate you being with us. Oh, thanks for having me, Dean. Well, I know the convention time always does feel like Janet Rayfield time, right? You always enjoy being a part of this great event. It's so much, so many things in one. It's education, it's camaraderie, um, it's seeing people I haven't seen in a long time, and you know, getting new ideas and, and having conversations around the salt shakers about the game. And, and so it's just a wonderful event to 
um, you know, it's a, it's a great soccer event um, and a great coaching event. Well, you always get involved on multiple layers. This year, you're going to be a part of a couple presentations, one that's on the field and in the lecture hall, and then one that starts out on Thursday, 930 in the morning, Practical Applications of Player Monitoring and Management presented by Polar. Tell us all you can about this 9.30 to 10.30 presentation on Thursday in Philadelphia. Well, I'm really excited. I, I get to do this presentation with Chris West, who's, um, I think, one of the best, you know, strength and conditioning, you know, soccer coaches out there um, in the community. And, and like myself, he's used Polar for, you know, a long time to really enhance his ability and um, to, to monitor and to, um, make sure that, that athletes are really being trained in the best way possible. Technology has really given us a, a leg up in that way. And so I think the idea is for Chris and I really to share our stories and, and share how um, monitoring, um, you know, with the polar heart rate monitors that have, have certainly continued to evolve over the years, you know, what that data looks like and, and how practically coaches can use it, you know. Technology is fantastic, um, but it provides a lot of data and, and really being able to figure out how to practically use that piece of technology um, to better your coaching and, and to not get lost in the in the weeds of the data that comes and, and how you can practically use that to, to help train the players. And really, Janet, in today's world, even for collegiate soccer, if you're not using this application, you're behind the eight ball, right? You're kind of guessing when you can know, and, and I think that's a, a quote that uh, – you know, I've read, you know, why guess when you can know? And so if, um, you know, you're still trying to guess your training loads and, and guess how hard players are working and, and what their recovery looks like, um, you know, you certainly have, there's technology out there that allows you to know the answers to those questions. And um, I think with without using that and, and having a, an ability to do that, you're really not maximizing the training that you can have and the recovery you can have and the injury prevention that you can have for the players that, that you're coaching. Quickly, for practice and then for games, how do you use this data? For me, in a, in a practice environment, it does two things. It, it holds me as a coach accountable to a an easy or a light day being just that. And it holds the players accountable for a hard day being a hard day. So, you know, it has two two pieces there I think that are really important I think from a practice standpoint too it, it allows us to monitor really how hard are the players working in a in a given week and and how much you know you you know you've always as a coach said well this week should be a little bit lighter and this week should be a little bit heavier well you, didn't, you couldn't quantify that and now from a practice standpoint you can really quantify you know how hard that practice was and how hard it felt and and how and just what the physiological demands of that session were. And that's important to know, I think. From a game perspective, it's, again, it's the same. You you talk about, you know, as a coach, I can look and say, wow, this was a really hard game or this was, uh, um, and we need um, some extra time to recover or the players who played a lot of minutes are really going to need this. But um, to be able, again, to quantify that and to really know what that is and to know for each individual player, um, you know, sort of what the recovery demands from that game might be you know, is, is just a really important piece of information. Janet, from breaking down the data with this great work from Polar to a little bit later at 1 o'clock, you're out on the field, and your session is called Create the Environment and Let the Game Teach. Small-sided games with Janet Rayfield, and that'll be on the Quick Gold Demo Field 1, and you're targeting grassroots. I'll say it again. Create the environment and let the game teach. Tell us all you can about this session at 1 o'clock on Thursday. Either this 
session is part of a, a, a diploma where I think um, several of us are, are going to coach using small-sided games. And it, it's such a wonderful environment for young players. Um, you know, young players come up to practice and they, what, what are we going to do today? When are we going to scrimmage? Um, and so really it's, Small-sided games are just that. They're ways for players to scrimmage in their mind. Um, but it's also a way for coaches to teach in a, I, I call it a non-intrusive way to some extent. So the goal of this session is to modify the elements of the small-sided game, modify the space, modify how many goals you play to, modify the target outcomes of the game. Are you playing for goals? Are you playing to dribble across the line? Are you playing for possession? What can you do to that small-sided game? to change the environment, and then you just let them play. So set up the space right, set up the, the goals and objectives right, and then the players just get to play and solve the puzzle you've given them. And by solving that puzzle, they learn the game. Um, the game itself that you've created and the environment you've created teaches them about space or it teaches them about penetration versus possession or it teaches them pick, pick your pick your topic and you can create a small-sided game to teach that. And, and that's really, I think, what the objective of that session is, to say what elements of a small-sided game can you modify to create an environment that teaches whatever it is that you want to teach. It says grassroots, but what kind of coaches should attend this on-field session featuring small-sided games, Janet? You know, again, I, I think it, it's funny. As, as you, you know, I coach high-level college players and – Sometimes the, the, they enjoy the small-sided games as much as anyone else. So I think this is a this particular session is certainly one that's applicable to almost anyone because it allows the game to teach. So no matter the age of the player, no matter the skill set, um, you can modify that environment to create what you want. For a grassroots, you know, U10 less skillful player, that space may need to be a little bit bigger for them to accomplish things and not be under pressure, but the same idea fits. Um, and it, it is, the session is about what can I do to modify it to create the environment for the level of player I'm coaching. And so I think it's applicable to anybody, but certainly geared towards those grassroots coaches who are teaching players um, kind of at the beginning of their career where playing and having fun is such an important part of it um, and how we can use that fun playing environment to teach um, the, the parts of the game that we want to teach. All right, Jana. Also, then the next day, you are part of a panel, which I think will be fascinating. It says women coaches taking the leap to the head coaching position, coaching career development and management, the art of the assistant, Laura Harvey, Emma Hayes, Janet Rayfield, Samantha Snow, to name just a few. That should be a fascinating session right there, 1130 to 1230 on Friday. I I might just sit and listen to everybody on that panel. (laughs) Right? I mean, what a what a, a, a wonderful collection of, of female coaches. And, uh, you know, I've said all the time, um, you don't know what it's like to be a head coach till you actually sit in the chair. And, and no matter how long you've been an assistant and, um, you know, kind of what experiences that you've had, um, sitting in the chair as a head coach, I think, is, is a different place. And, you know, sort of making that transition. And, uh, you know, a lot of young female coaches who – you know, they, they question, am I ready to make the jump from an assistant to a head coach? When am I ready? Um, what should my first head coaching role be? And, and so I think to, to hear from women who have made that transition, um, who've had assistants that have made that transition, um, to talk about their experiences and share what that's like will be a really valuable panel to, to a lot of the female coaches um, that are, are there at the convention, which, you know, it's, it's been wonderful over the years to see the number of female 
coaches and female attendees at that convention just continue to grow and grow. Talking about you becoming the first woman to win the prestigious, at the time, NSCAA Honor Award, now United Soccer Coaches Honor Award. So then that Friday night, we'll have the Honors Banquet again. You will be there. You always are. And um, another great female coach, Nancy Feldman, will be recognized for some of her great work. That's got to make you pretty proud. Absolutely. You know, I think Nancy's been, um, I would call her one of the maybe unsung heroes of the association. She, uh, I think, prefers the the background um, work and and doing things behind the scenes. And I'm glad to see sort of the curtains pulled back and and Nancy really honored for so much of the work that she does um, behind the scenes in coaching education. Um, She's one of I would consider her one of the best coach educators um, in the business in terms of coaching coaches, and she does it with such care and concern for the candidate and their development. And, you know, I, I think one of the things about the United Soccer Coaches educational system is it's it's not necessarily about the diploma. It's about making a coach better. And, and Nancy, I think, epitomizes that when she um, is a coach ed- educator. Um, you know, she's a great coach in her own right, a great coach educator. And, and to see her um, being honored and recognized for that, I, I think, so wonderful. Going to make it a wonderful night. Jan, I'm always moved by your words, both the start and end, the honors banquet and everything you've done for the game of soccer. Thanks so much for being a part of our convention episodes as we lead right up to our time in Philadelphia. Have a happy holidays, and we'll see you in Philadelphia, Coach. All right. Thanks to you. Happy holidays to everyone, and uh, see everybody in Philly. Also in Philadelphia, pretty much the entire crew of the United Soccer Coaches 30 Under 30 program, 15 men and 15 women, will be there soaking it all in. Also being recognized, we'll meet another member of that 30 Under 30 program when we come back. Managing your club or league shouldn't feel like a second job. With Team Snap, it doesn't have to. They help their customers save time and sanity on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com. Once again, here's Dean Linky. It's that time again to meet another one of our outstanding members of our United Soccer Coaches 30 Under 30 Club. That's 15 men, 15 women under the age of 30, making a difference around their love and passion of the game of soccer. And let me tell you, folks, no different today is we are pleased to have the executive director. That's right. He's already the executive director of the Kalamazoo Soccer Club. All right. And we are joined by that executive director. And here's the great thing. We're going to do the same drill because he's from Puerto Rico. He's got one of those tricky first names. So we're going to have him introduce himself. Tell me how to say <laughs> that first name, my man. Hey, Eri. Hey, Eri. Jordan. That's, that's close enough, right? That is that is great, actually. You got a great pronunciation going. All right, Salavia, and uh, look, already we got to get right to this beach soccer situation mm-hmm. because when you Google your fantastic <laughs> name, that pops right up. You're like a beach soccer legend down in Puerto Rico. Tell me about that. Well, legend—that's a huge <laughs> word. <laughs> no, um, I fell in love with beach soccer a few years ago, um, thanks to to a few other players that introduced me to it and. And honestly, it's just a whole different game. And and well, considering when when I was thinking about it and considering where I'm from, it's like, how is it we're not playing these every day? 
I mean, we're surrounded by water. <laughs> so beach soccer per se, it's, it's a well, great sport. But for us, um, we started doing some work in, in Puerto Rico, um, trying to help the, the association develop the sport more. But like everything, I started individually trying to gather people, trying to move things around and, and get the interest going. And, and the interest was there. So we, we were able to create some projects. Um, I was able to connect with the right people um, that, that handle different projects in, in the association or in youth soccer um, around the island. And, and that's how we got the first project going when back in 2013. And then we were able to, to with the support of, of the president of the federation back there, we were able to repeat it in 2015. And and it's just it's a baby project, you know. It will take it will take some time for it to get developed. All right, Coach Salavia. So tell us, uh, you clearly grew up in Puerto Rico. When did you come over to the United States, and uh, you know, particularly end up in Kalamazoo? Tell us your whole story. So you were in Puerto Rico for how long, and and break it down for us. Well, let's see. The short version <laughs> is um, I grew up in Puerto Rico. I, I developed playing there uh, for the most part, um, and then. In my late teenage years, I I wanted to experience to experience more soccer somewhere else too. I started moving around a little bit. Um, I had a, a short stint in in, in Romania, um, playing for a little bit, and and then made the move to the to the mainland U.S. Um, first in Minnesota. That's that's where my first gigs coaching start. Well second gigs and coaching started and, and then late, later to, to Kalamazoo where it's my, my new home right now. Obviously, Puerto Rico's a little bit warmer than both Minnesota and Michigan, and clearly you've made that adjustment. So I guess for you, it's less about warmth and, and comfort and more about uh, where you can make a difference, right? Definitely, yeah. You, you, you say that right. I Everybody asks me, like, why? <laughs> but... Yeah, it's 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 where where the opportunity is and 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 where I feel comfortable doing it as well. And in both places have been great. I mean, Minnesota, I loved it. I, I, I mean, the call is a little harsh, but I loved it. And and now in in Michigan, it's it's a new place that I'm like, uh, this might keep me here for a little bit. Tell us about this title, executive director, because that's kind of like a big boy's title. You know, you think about 50-year-olds with those kind of titles, right? And here you are, part of the 30 under 30, and you're already the executive director for the Kalamazoo Soccer Club, the crew. That's pretty amazing. How did that all happen? Being in the right place at the right moment probably had a lot to do with it. Um, I have been preparing for it for a while um, in terms of, of studying um, after after playing and, and deciding, well, professional playing might uh, not be exactly what I thought I wanted per se. Um, I started academically. I started going with uh, sport management studies and education and trying to focus myself more in there while also pursuing coaching education on the side, experience coaching. And I even, I remember I did an internship back in, in Minneapolis, um, shadowing the executive director of our club in there. And I, I always had this little bit of an entrepreneur side where where I really want to get some things done. And, and that's how how. It began kind of the the experience. Um, I approached a club, um, and my intention was coaching. They they saw a lot of of my experience and what I've done, and and they asked me if I wanted to do um, get involved a, a little bit more. And and then I started thinking, well, this could be an opportunity. And so I 
I designed the, the, the whole approach. I gave them a proposal and, and they accepted it. And here we are. Well, does it still keep you out on the field some though? Because um, I know that uh, you also love being out on the field. You still out there, coach? It does. It does. Um, the, not only not only one of my main things is to 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 be um, responsibilities is to be on the field, um, mainly educating coaches and trying to get that whole setup going. Um, I still coach. I mean, that's that's part. That's the passion. And right now, I I take one of the club teams, um, a U eighteen boys team at this point. Um, and and that can change from from or it could change from year to year in the future. But right now, I'm really happy coaching as well. We're talking to Coach Salavia, and here's the deal: you can follow him on Twitter with that tricky first name. You just go to at e i e r i, and uh, here's the great thing: his profile says the latest tweets from e i e r i, proud Puerto Rican manager of the Kalamazoo Soccer Club and one of the USC's 30 under 30 lucky ones. He's obviously talking about the United Soccer Coaches. So you do feel lucky. Talk about why you wanted to try to be a part of this great program. Oh, yeah. I, being part of the, of the well, what it was, the NSCAA, um, I started getting coaching education with them back in 2009. And so I've been I've been part of the association for a while. And when the program started, I I was like super surprised, and I was excited, and I wanted to be part of it. But back then, I felt no, I don't have enough experience. Um, this could be a great opportunity. And so I waited. I, I kept putting more experiences in my backpack, right? And 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 I I was able to apply a couple. I felt like I wanted to apply a couple of years ago, didn't happen. And I applied again and I was like super sure that it was going to happen. And I'm really excited. I do feel lucky because it's a great educational opportunity. Well, and you'll be uh, in center stage actually in Philadelphia as part of this program, of course, where you'll be, you know, joined by the rest of the members. That'll be a good time, right? In Philadelphia during the convention. I'm looking forward for it. I have a, a a colleague that has been going year after year for I don't know how long, and he's like, this is your first time, man. You're going to feel like in Disney World. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Oh, you are indeed. Oh, wow, you've never been. You're going to love it. Particularly somebody like you who's made education and coaching education such an important part of your makeup, and, uh, you know, you've taking the curriculum as well. You're going to love it indeed. So uh, we'll definitely see you in Philadelphia. You know, as you think about your future by way of the beach of Puerto Rico and then overseas <clears throat> as a professional and then back, as you said, to the mainland, Minnesota, now Michigan, what do you think uh, you want to be doing? You're executive director now, but, you know, let's say 10 years from now, Coach, what do you think you want to do? That's a hard question. 10 years is a long time. But mm-hmm. I, I, well, I want to be involved in, in the sport. And I, I think I, I'm... I get very attracted to projects that have high impact, especially at the at the youth level. Um, I do like to coach. I have considered many times to to start pushing toward going the the professional route. Um, that's something that in 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 many different situations I kind of moves me. Um, but the youth development part of it, it's it's something that I think it's at my core, and so. Maybe, hopefully, I'm going to be involved in some structure with the uh, working with youth um, at a more competitive level or a more national level. That's probably where I'm heading at this point, and, and it's very exciting to think about that, honestly. 
Fair enough. You're just a young man under 30. Uh, I'm going to put some pressure on you, though. Can you name the greatest moment in soccer that's happened to you so far, whether it's a player, a coach, the, the greatest experience you've ever had in the game so far? Greatest experience. I think back when I was 16, 17, and I was, I was part of a, a soccer academy in the, the U.S., the Eurosoccer Euro Soccer Academy of the USA um, back in a camp in Belgium. And I was able to stand like very, very close um, to to Vincent Company at that point. And he was a, a, a teenager, um, but, but he was already like this huge guy. And we were all, you know, smaller players from that sense. And, 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 we knew already who he was and, and look at him now, you know, I, it's, that was a very memorable experience that, that kind of changed things. Cause he was like, well, got to face this really huge guy. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. I love that. See, that's, that's why I love asking that question. Okay. One more time. <laughs> tell everybody how to say your name. Let's hear it with all that Puerto Rican flair. Ayeri. Ayeri Jordan Salivia. All right, another member of our 30 Under 30. You can follow him at Twitter at E-I-E-R-I. Good stuff there. Coach, thanks for being with us. Congratulations, and I will indeed see you in Philadelphia, and that will be a great memory for me to see you there. I'm looking forward to it. Dean, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. I'm definitely looking forward to it, too. Holiday season means United Soccer Coaches Convention season. We will continue to feature the convention presenters all the way up through that Wednesday of the convention in Philadelphia. I want to thank our guest, Jeff Van Dusen, the United Soccer Coaches Director of Operations and Events. John DeWitt from NASA does great work with the Houston Dynamo. He'll be a great presenter. United Soccer Coaches Honor Award winner, Illinois Women's Soccer Coach Janet Rayfield, and another member of our 30 Under 30 program. I want to thank Ashley Goodrich, Kurt Austin, and the entire gang from the United Soccer Coaches. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you next week. By being a member of the United Soccer Coaches, you are a part of the world's largest network of soccer coaches. Here, you can find coaches who are passionate about bettering themselves and their players. Go to unitedsoccercoaches.org to find out more.